2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting on verse 1, and then we're going to skip down to verse 7. Therefore, having this ministry, by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to the death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed, so I spoke. We also believe, and so we also spoke. Knowing that he who raised Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, that it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Listen to those words, afflicted, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. And then twice we see, but we do not lose heart. From the conversations that I've had and the things that I'm seeing being posted, and even in my own home, what we're experiencing, a lot of us are struggling. And I love this tension here where you see, because as believers, we can struggle, but that's not the end of the story. We have hope. The reality is that this pandemic has caught all of us off guard, hasn't it? But I love what Paul says in verse 7. He says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. You know, today's living room conversation, we're going to talk about an area that many of us right now in particular are feeling fragile, and that's in the area of our finances. I know that uh, many of you leaders have had to make some really hard decisions by furloughing or laying off people, even taking reductions in your own pay. I know that there are many people who have lost your jobs, who have had to take a few weeks off and to see how this storm is going to be weathered, and you're starting to wonder how ends are going to meet. You know, none of us could have been prepared for what we're experiencing right now. I haven't had a single conversation with someone who said something like, yeah, you know, this is just like that last pandemic we went through because none of us have ever been through a pandemic before. And I'm so thankful that God is our provider, which is why, look at verse 16, we don't lose heart. Which is why our outer self may be wasting away, but our inner self is somehow being renewed day by day by day. Do you feel the tension of maybe being weary on the outside and yet God in His Spirit doing something by renewing you day by day as we watch and as we wait? 
Well, today I'm excited to bring in my friend Hunter Dees, who is going to give us some wisdom in knowing how to navigate this season together as it relates to our finances. So, Hunter, come on. Now, Hunter is uh, an authority on this subject for a couple reasons. First, he's a financial advisor. He's been at this for about six years, helping people navigate financial questions and prepare for their future. But also, most importantly, I know that you've got a passion for helping people understand our resources as something more than just temporary, but that's eternal. And you want to help people understand them from that biblical perspective as well. So first question is this, how do you see this crisis affecting people around you? And then what advice would you give us as that crisis is now starting to hit us in like specific ways? Yeah, thanks, Chris. I think it's a, it's a great question. That's reality right now. Um, and I think what we're seeing is, is that, you know, this is a, it's a health scare and it started mm-hmm. as a health scare, but it's really started turning into a financial one, mm-hmm. right? Um, for a lot of people, I know you already mentioned it. Um, I, I know I just saw just the other day that you know over three million people were laid off and filed for unemployment. Over three million in a week. I mean, I think that's got to be like a record. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people are watching the stock market and the you know the Dow Jones going down a thousand mm-hmm. points or two thousand points. So no doubt about it, I think a lot of people right now are nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're scared. They're they're fearful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, um, you know, as Christians and as believers, when we go through anything difficult in life, um, I think we have to remind ourselves of what, what the truth is and mm-hmm. remind ourselves of who God is and God's yeah. character, you know. And, and I know I have to do that in my life. Um, and I think right now that's what, what we have to do um, as believers is remind ourselves that God is good, you know, that He is He's faithful. Um, even in the hard, you know, mm-hmm. he's still our provider. So I think we've got to remind ourselves of that. You know, um, it almost seems like overnight the world's been turned upside down and our country's been turned upside down. And um, for a lot of us, things have changed very quickly. Um, and we have to remind ourselves that God didn't change. Mm-hmm. You know, God hasn't changed. You know, he's still on the throne. So mm-hmm. when it comes to our money, though, um, when we're talking finances, we're talking money. I think right now is really a pivotal time for a lot of us um, when I think about it, I mean, the statistics say that, that 78% of us in America live paycheck to paycheck. Mm. So think about that. 78% of us, that's 8 out of 10 of us live paycheck to paycheck. So we're already stretched thin financially. And then throw this in the yeah. mix. I mean, and holy cow, and we're not, I mean, how could we be prepared for something like this? But um, when we're already living pay t- paycheck to paycheck, and then we throw this in the mix, and, you know, um, Small businesses are having to close their doors for the time being. You know, people are having to work less hours. They're not able to go into work. Mm. You know, think of some of these different industries. I mean, that's really going to affect people and hit them hard. Yeah. Um, I th- and I think it's pivotal right now because I know that the, the enemy would love to destroy us yeah. through this and through our finances. He'd love to destroy us, especially in our marriages, I mm. think. Um, and I know when I, when I look at my marriage, and, and um, my wife and I, we've been married almost six years now, which is unbelievable. Um, and I think about the statistics out there that when you think of divorce in America, um, one of the leading causes is money problems, yeah. financial issues. Um, when you look at the number one cause for stress for us here in America, it's, it's financial issues. It's mm-hmm. debt. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll never forget and my point is, we've got to be on guard for this, okay? Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. believers, we've got to be on guard. Um, and I'll never forget, and my wife can attest to this, 
um, when we were, you know, newly married and been married for a little while and I was starting my career. And one, one month I came home and I said, hey, honey, you know, you know, today was payday. And uh, yeah, my paycheck, it was zero dollars. Wow. It was, it was zero dollars. So imagine if you come home and you're working and you tell your wife, yeah, I got paid day, and it was zero dollars. So, so they actually wrote you a check that said zero? Yeah. So it was a physical... Yeah, so good question. They didn't send me a physical <laughs> check. It was a direct deposit, okay. there, right? And it said right. zero. <laughs> good um, but imagine that, you know, and the, you know, the fear that mm-hmm. my wife had and like, what in the world? What are you talking about? Your check was zero. You know, we're going to be living on the street. We're not, mm-hmm. you know, we got a check for zero. And so um, that's, the, there's, there's two things I think we need to be on guard for. And one is fear. And we've all been talking about fear right now, but with our finances, um, fear. Um, and, and my wife rightfully had fear because we had no money that month, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that's happening right now for people. So one is fear. And then number two, it's uh, shame. Yeah. And I think shame. And I think the enemy would love to use those and hold them over us yeah. and to try to harm us in this season. When we look at the Bible, it's like obvious God already knew this. Mm-hmm. You know, constantly in the Bible, he says, do not fear. Yeah. For I am with you. You know, yeah. do not fear. Um, I will help you. You know, do not worry. I know as I was thinking about the conversation we're going to have today, um, I was thinking about Matthew 6. And in mm-hmm. Matthew 6, Jesus says, do not worry. He says, do not worry about what you'll eat. Yeah. Do not worry about what you will drink, what you will wear. Um, he says, look at the birds in the air. If my heavenly Father is going to take care of these birds and provide for them, won't he do the same for you? Mm-hmm. You know, how much more valuable are we than birds? And, and so I think we have to rest in that and we have to trust that, that God is our provider and he will provide for us. Yeah. Um, so one is fear. Two, we talked about is shame. I think that's more for men. I think men is the, traditionally is the provider. Um, for whatever reason, we tend to um, tie our, our worth and our value to our success and our money. Mm-hmm. You know, as men, we do that and we shouldn't. And when we, we fail in that area or feel like we're struggling in that area, you know, we just think, oh gosh, I'm such a loser. You know, I can't provide for my family or we can't afford these nice things like so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And I think um, we can get depressed. We can be embarrassed. Um, and I think the enemy, you know, would like to use that and shame us as men. And I think we have to recognize that if, we go, if we're going through that, that's a lie. Yeah. You know, that's a lie. You know, shame is not from God. Yes. You know, grace is from God, right? Yes. Grace is from God. And when we're, we're struggling, I know God... I'll say that again. Yeah. Shame's not from God. Grace is from God. That needs to settle in for a second into some hearts. Continue, sorry. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're exactly right. That's important. You know, we have to recognize that shame is not from God. Grace mm-hmm. is from God. And, you know, when we're struggling, and let's say we're struggling financially or going through something, it's like God is there ready and willing, and he wants to extend help to mm-hmm. us. He, he wants to extend his grace to us. Um, you know, like a good father, he wants to pick us up and dust us off and, mm-hmm. and help us, right? That's yeah. God's heart and what he wants to do for us. Um, so, so I think our response is we've got two routes we can go right now, you know, financially. If, if we're going through a hard time, which I know a lot of us are, there's really two responses. One is, is we can let the worry, the fear, um, the shame, we can let that weigh us down. Mm-hmm. We can let that, um, you know, destroy us. We can let that harm us. Or I think we can flip our perspective and we can say, okay, God, we're going through something very difficult right now. We need you. Mm-hmm. Um, and flip it around and say, okay, how can we use this as an opportunity? How can we use this as an opportunity to start heading in the right direction financially for when all this passes? Because this is going to pass. Yeah. It's not going to be forever. It's not going to be a long-term thing. This is for a short season. Mm-hmm. Um, but use this time as an opportunity to 
um, you know, potentially change the trajectory of our finances and yeah. how we manage our finances. So I think now is the time where we should be doing that um, individually and with our spouses and, and communicating and asking ourselves, you know, the difficult questions, I mean, the hard questions and really examine and look at our finances, you know. That's so good. So much good there. And, you know, I would, I would love to get really granular. So say um, there are those in our community, and I know we've heard a lot of your stories where you're beginning to struggle and people aren't even knowing, where do I start? How can I begin to sort of protect myself from the fallout? And so give us some financial pro tips. What are some things that you have seen have been helpful for people so that during this storm, we can not only survive, but we can weather and then end up on the other end. Just like really practical, three, four things that you think we could start with that we could do today maybe to protect ourselves financially. Yeah, that's good. Talking about practical decisions right now. One I would start with, I'd put my financial advisor cap on, you know, just quickly and say, if you're invested, if you have 401ks, if you have IRAs, now's not the time to panic. You don't, don't panic. Um, you got to think long-term, have a long-term perspective. Um, stay calm, you know, um, markets go down, they go up. So if you're invested, if anything, it's not the time to panic. It's the time to actually look for opportunities to maybe even buy in or get in the market if you're not. So, you know, turn the news off. That'd probably be the best Uh advice I can give anyone right now, Uh right? Turn the news off. Um, go, go do something else, spend your time elsewhere, go for a walk, work on the yard whatever. Okay. Besides that, no doubt about it. There's a lot of people right now, a lot of us that are hurting and maybe we've lost income or we've lost a job or our small businesses has had to close its doors. You know, that's a reality. You know, there's probably a handful of good um, pieces of wisdom and things that you can do practically right now if you're going through that. And I'll give you those, and I didn't come up with them. I stole them from Dave Ramsey, Mm -hmm. you know, just like a lot of stuff. But the first thing, of course, is do a budget. That's simple. Um, It's not easy, but it's simple. But do a budget. If you already had a budget and things are tight right now, now's probably the time to adjust it. And maybe it's just temporarily, um, but it is really looking hard at, um, you know, where is our money going? You know, what does our income look like? Mm -hmm. Is that income gone right now? If it's gone right now, okay, what do I have in savings or checking? You know, what can I make the best use of that money? So the first thing is, is looking at that budget and starting there. Second thing is making sure you take care of the, actual, the, the, the necessities first. So if, 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 um, if you're in crisis right now financially, um, take care of the necessities. So that mm-hmm. would be your food, that'd be your utilities, that'd be your shelter, right? That'd be you know, your rent or your mortgage, that'd be your transportation. So those are more important than anything. Mm-hmm. So start there. If you've got limited money right now, you we, we have to start there. We've got to cut other things out. Right. Um, you know, don't go pay a doctor bill right now if you need to put food on the table. Right. Sure. That can wait. Yeah. So, um, the third thing is cut things out. What can we cut out? Now's the time to look at that. What what where are we? What subscription are we subscribing to right now that we really don't use or we mm-hmm. don't really need? You know, for mm-hmm. some of us, maybe it's cutting cable out for a yeah. while, or you know, Netflix, um, or whatever that may be. Could so, one categorize? Netflix up there with food, shelter, and water in this season, really? Yeah, I don't know. Probably not. Okay, yeah, I'm probably not. I'm not going to give you that one. Okay, so, so non essential spending, though, right now, you know, we got to cut that out, right? Okay. Um, next thing is if, let's say that um, you've lost a job, mm. you know, you don't have income coming in, is look for something temporary. I know mm. I just saw where several major companies are hiring a lot of people actually yeah. now. And I know now's a difficult time to find a new job because of this. But for some of us, it's looking for something at least temporary to get some income coming in, right? 
Um, and then the fifth thing, after we've done all those, would be um, if, we're, if we're struggling, if we don't have it to make ends meet, if we, if we can't make the rent payment or, or groceries, if we're really struggling, we've, we've gone through these things. The fifth thing, and I think, you know, is very important is um, go talk to your church. Mm. You know, if you go to Two Rivers, go talk to Two Rivers. You know, let people know, hey, I'm struggling. You know, now's not the time to be um, prideful or embarrassed. You know, now's the time to ask for help. Yeah. And really, that's what the church is for. That's right. And I know that's um, what we're designed to do as the mm. church. Yeah. yeah. So that'd be the five things. Really, really good. Very practical. And it is important for people to understand that this is, this is a time that I think the church is really going to be able to shine. And this is when um, we have the privilege and the opportunity to see the needs in our community and even beyond the community and then meet those needs with the resources that God has blessed us with. And we've been teaching and preaching through Acts before all this happened. And there's an incredible scene in chapter 2 of Acts where the church begins its, you know, they're being formed. And people brought their resources to the middle. They, they sold what they had and they pulled it together so that the people who had needs would have resources because of what the church did. And actually, we have a fund. A lot of people don't even know that at Two Rivers that you can go to 2RC.org slash give. And there's an option there to give to the Acts 2 fund. And so uh, that's a restricted fund. Every dollar that goes in, it goes out to be a blessing to people in the community as well. So, uh, and we're leveraging that now for people who have needs. Let me ask you, Hunter, now as we transition into the church, you know, what do you see that um, is the church's opportunity and responsibility as it relates to finances and then as it relates to this season in particular? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. That's what excites me, mm. what you just asked right there. But as a responsibility right now, the, the church overall, Two Rivers, ourselves individually, I think if there's ever a time to give mm. or be generous, it's now. Now that's, that's counterintuitive, right? Like Because my flesh says if there's ever a time to, to protect and hoard, now it's the time. So explain that to us that are turning our heads saying, I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, so, so it's because there's real need everywhere, yeah. right? And what's the church's role is just mm. like you said in the first church in Acts 2, um, they sold their possessions and their property. Think about that. If somebody asked you to sell your possessions or property, that's what they did in the first church. You know? mm. They sold their possessions. They sold their property um, to give to anyone who had need. And, I mean, there's just a great need right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, we just saw where 3 million-plus people just got laid off. We know people within the church that have already gotten laid off. Yep. So there's never a time to give us now because yeah. there's a great need. Mm -hmm. You know, there's urgency. There's a great need. Okay, if we're going to talk about that, and if we, if we talk about giving and being generous— I know that no one is going to want to hear this. This is not popular probably. No one's going to want to hear this. But if we're going to talk about generosity and giving, you have to start with the tithe. Mm -hmm. You have to start with the tithe. And I think God's word is clear on that. And the tithe is 10%. And um, I think for some of us, maybe we've never tithed before. And you're going to say, Hunter, I'm crazy. I haven't tithed. I'm not going to start tithing now. Mm -hmm. But I would, I would dare anyone mm -hmm. to, 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 in faith, tithe for the first time yeah. right now. I would dare anyone to do that. Um, and the reason I say that is, is that in God's Word, if you go to Malachi, it's, you know, one of the most popular passages there, verses in regards to giving in the tithe. If you go to Malachi 3.10, um, you know, God tells us that we can test Him in this. Mm -hmm. So He doesn't say that often in the Bible, but mm -hmm. He says we can test Him in this. And He says that if you return to me your tithe, and He doesn't say if you'll give me your tithe, mm -hmm. He says if you'll return to me your tithe, and it's because it's all God's anyway. Yeah. So he says, hey, if you return to me that 10% and give it to uh, my house, 
He says that I will open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out blessing over you and that you'll have no more need. Mm. So that's like that's a promise from God mm-hmm. that if we'll if we will test him in that and we'll and we'll and we'll do it and we tithe, that he will take care of us and we'll have no more need. And who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want the you know, God to open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out blessing on us? Sure. I don't think anybody doesn't want that. Um but that's the foundation. We have uh-huh. to start there if we're going to talk about giving and generosity. We start uh-huh. with the tithe. So I would dare anybody yeah. for the first time, maybe if you never have, is the tithe. Okay, besides uh-huh. that, obviously we've got to do much more right now. Um, now's the time where we have to be actively looking for opportunities to help those in need. Uh-huh. You know, whether that's our neighbor, maybe it's an elderly neighbor that um, can't get out and needs somebody to deliver groceries. Uh-huh. Maybe it's just simply um, bringing groceries. Maybe it's you know, a friend or a coworker that can't pay their rent for the month. Mm. They got laid off. Maybe yeah. it's something like that. I mean, you mentioned the Acts 2 fund. That's a great place um, for people to give to because that's what it's designed for. It's not designed for the church budget or yep. for your salary. Right. No, it's, it's, it's designed for people that are in real need. Um, and so you guys know of those needs. And so that's a great place to give. And I'd recommend people giving to um, if they have extra. And so I think now's the time. If, if we're not in crisis ourselves right now, mm. um, and we've got more than enough, or we're taken care of, or we've still got our income, I think now's the time for us to be generous mm-hmm. and look for those opportunities and, and really invite God into that. And, okay, God, who could I give to? Who needs mm. help? I know that we've probably all seen in the news recently that the government's about to send out some checks to a lot of people. They're yeah. saying we'll get it within the next month, potentially. And for some people, from what I've read, for some people that could be $1,200 um, up to three or $4,000, depending on how many kids you, how many kids you have. Yeah. Um, so that's something that, man, I think could be an opportunity to start generosity mm-hmm. is, okay, if we get this check in that we weren't expecting, and yet maybe I haven't been as affected as much as other people and I still have a good income and mm-hmm. my, my needs are still provided for, you know, you know, God, this check I just received, you know, who could I give this to? Mm. Who who could really need this right now? Mm. Um, is there a family within the church? Is there um, someone we know that could use this more than me? So I just invite all of us to pray and ask God and say, okay, God, um, I'm open. What would you have me do with this money? Yeah. Like, can you imagine if we all did that? You know how beautiful that would be? Um, I know that's God's heart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. And we talked about this earlier this week, and I, I think it's a good word as these checks are starting to roll out. There are many people that are going to, it's going to feel like we hit the lottery because we're still getting paid uh, just as long as the tithe still comes in. <laughs> um, but others, um, they're hurting, and they're going to need these resources, and that's really what they're being distributed for. Um, and so as we talked about it, I just felt a nudging. And I'll say this is a pay-it-forward moment. So there's a member of our church who, a uh, single mom, and uh, half of her income has been cut. Uh, because of this crisis, and someone anonymously um, wrote a note to this uh, single mom and then gave her a thousand dollars and um, I mean the level that that blessed her with, but also that that blessed the person who gave is incredible and so here 's what i 'm encouraging our people to do if you 're in that category of hey, this is coming in, and we don 't necessarily need it, uh, let me challenge you if that 's you I want to speak to you really quickly and just say. 
what if you gave $1,000 either to someone anonymously like this person did, or if you don't know uh, that person, but you know that the church might know of someone, what if you gave $1,000 to the Acts 2 fund? Right there, first thing you did, you gave it back, and we're just following the model of, of a member of Two Rivers Church who anonymously did this, and we gave of our abundance to someone who really has a need, and then we as a church will make sure that we wisely and carefully, uh, but also generously steward these resources in a way that really does take care of people because even, even now, things aren't the way they're going to be in the coming weeks and months. It's going to get harder. It's going to get worse. It's going to get more painful. And we want to make sure that we've got a war chest to distribute to those who have needs so that we as a church, I mean, like this is what we exist for in large part, to care for those who have the greatest needs. And it is. It's the poor. It's people that are, you know, single parents who are doing it on their own. It's for the elderly. And this is going to be a real opportunity for our church. So let me ask you again just to respond if you feel like God is nudging you, when that rolls in, just to jump on tourc.org slash give, click Acts 2, and then give uh, what God prompts you to give. It could be an incredible thing where God could seed this fund for people that really have needs. Yeah, Chris, that's great. And I know you said you challenged anybody to give $1,000, and that's great. I challenge some of you to give all of it if mm. you don't need it. Mm. If you really don't need it, give all of it. And it doesn't mean it has to be the Acts sure. 2 fund. I think that's a great place, but I'd ask God. And I challenge you to give all of it for, for anybody that maybe doesn't need it. Yeah. You know, um, Last thing I'll say is that um, when we're talking about generosity and the tithe and giving, um, I believe 100% with all my heart that if we, if we grasp this and we took God at His word and we trusted Him and we tithed and we gave generously, mm-hmm. I believe 100% um, with all my heart that six, six months from now, a year from now, we'd be able to look back and we would be blown away at the ways that God um, provided for us and how He took care of us, and maybe in ways that don't even make sense. Mm. Um, and I say that, and, and my wife can attest to this, that I have failed many times at this personally. She, she's, she's gotten all this way before me, right? Isn't that yeah. usually how it Usually. Um, but I failed at this more times than anyone. I feel like I'm finally starting to understand this and get mm. it right, and we're seeing it in our life. We're, 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 we're doing these things. And, and God is providing for us and taking care of us in a way that um, you know it's Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, let's talk about some next steps. We can only talk about so much here, but I know that people have all kinds of questions, and you are a financial advisor. Actually, Jay, who uh, leading us in worship here today, also a financial advisor. So I want to tell people about uh, tomorrow. Um, we are going to have a Facebook Live on Monday night. I believe it was going to be at 7 o'clock, right? Um, 7 o'clock Monday night. Uh, you and Jay are going to be together answering and fielding questions. So from now until then, then I want to invite you, if you've got a question that's really specific, that you love a specific answer to, to a financial expert, but obviously someone who the authority is the Word of God, you're going to get uh, the best of both worlds from these two guys. So email katie at 2rc.org. That's K-A-T-I-E at 2rc.org. Any question that you might have, um, and uh, if you'll do that, then we'll get those questions to you and to Jay, and we'll make sure those are answered over the Facebook Live. Of course, you can pop in. You can ask those questions in real time as well, but it, we're trying to get the questions you guys in advance so that you can answer the most prominent questions. Also, want to let our tourist friends and family know that on Thursday night, uh, we had scheduled to gather together and pray uh, for the building and, and all those kinds of things.
kinds of things that God is doing, but we're going to pivot a little bit. And we just wanted to make sure that we prayed just about this current climate. And we make sure that we come before the Lord and invite him to do whatever it is he wants to do. We want to pray for protection and uh, provision for his family. So at 6.30 on Thursday night, we're going to send out a link to a Zoom meeting where you can click that link and join a prayer gathering that's going to happen over Zoom digitally so that everybody stays safe as well. The last thing that we wanted to make sure we did is I just want to leave you with uh, a quick benediction. A, a benediction is just a simple uh, pronouncement of blessing. And this is a common one that is right out of Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. This is what it says. The Lord bless and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace, both now and forevermore.